From Impact Alpha, this is a special episode of Returns on Investment, a show about impact investing. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company LiquidNet. Impact Alpha has joined forces with The Impact for a series of interviews with people around the world who are committing their family wealth to impact investments. The Impact is a network of such families that have come together in order to make more impact investments more effectively. Today we're featuring a conversation with Kyung Sung Chung, part of the third generation of the family behind the Hyundai Group in South Korea. Kyung Sung heads Root Impact, which supports social entrepreneurs and changemakers, and he is a founder of The Impact in Asia. David Bank, editor-in-chief of Impact Alpha, spoke with Kyung Sung while he was visiting the United States from Seoul. Hello, I'm here with Kyung Sung Chung, the head of Roots of Impact in Seoul, Korea. Although I think, Kyung Sung, you're um, coming to us today with, from Las Vegas. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm pleasure to be the part of this. Well, terrific. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being with us. I'd love to talk about the social impact ecosystem in 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 Korea and and your work in helping build that and and also around the world. Um, but let's just start a little bit with your with yourself. Maybe you could just tell us. Um, I know you're part of the Hyundai family, and just tell us a little bit about your own background and your family, and 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 then we'll uh, we'll we'll roll from there. Uh huh. Yes. So my grandfather, Jong Joo Young, he started this whole the Hyundai conglomerates and I'm the third generation of his family. And my grandfather was always like really engaged with philanthropy. So he started like the largest foundation in Korea. And our second generation created another uh, big foundation, also Nano Foundation in 2011. And uh, I guess for me, I was always interested in philanthropy and impact from my uh young life so when i found about that my family starting the new foundation in 2011 i decided to join decided to become a like one of the first member in the foundation so from then i become sort of a full-time philanthropist and then from 2012 i started my own uh non-profit organization root impact to support uh social enterprises and the non-profit organization is in korea I know there are a lot of, uh, of of cousins in in the third generation. Um, how uh, are you? Are you unusual among your cousins in terms of your interest in in uh, nonprofits and and social sector? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So I'm like black ship or the green ship in this case. So I'm like the like most eco friendly and nonprofit friendly, the liberal one in my family. I think people like the, my cousins are still trying to understand what I'm doing. That makes for interesting family gatherings, interesting discussions. I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't think they don't know enough about this yet to have discussion with me. <laughs> There's more of a like vague question. So, what are you doing? What is social enterprises? And because many of them are still involved in the in the company it, itself, and 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 uh, in a more of a big business context in Korea, I imagine. Yes, uh, I think most of our the male members in our family are engaged with our family business. You think the business has changed over time? I know the a little bit about the Chebol system in in Korea, um, large large conglomerates. That, mm-hmm. uh, but how, how are things changing on the on the on the company side, if I can ask, or the corporate side in Korea? I think, I think it's. Uh, still somewhat similar so like even though so now the Hyundai group is like all separated for like each small family 
increase, but still, like we are maintaining this whole the conglomerate style. So there are a lot of people still doing the same way. And the but the problem, I guess, the problem for this family business is that the, a lot of politics and also government they're becoming much more hostile to this whole conglomerate structure. So now we really need to find a way to, I guess, please people and justify why we are in this structure. Well, that's what I was getting at. I know there has been um, uh, backlash, as you say, and, 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 and criticism. Mm -hmm. I wonder whether a sort of social enterprise or social impact approach mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. might be adopted as a way to uh, restore, restore trust or restore credibility. Yes. Uh, so we have one case uh, that's SK. It's, I believe, third or fourth largest conglomerate in Korea. The chairman of SK, he's really interested in to the impacts in and the social enterprises. And he's declared that the SK group will be sort of a social enterprise in the near future. So I guess that's one way to go. And uh, and also I'm trying to persuade my family to be more socially conscious and appealing to the public. Ah. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Um, so I know you founded um, uh, Root Impact in, in 2012 um, as a way to support social entrepreneurs and, and change makers, as you call them. Just tell us about why you uh, started that organization. Uh -huh. So I guess in Korea from 2007 and 2008, the government, when the government initiated the Social Enterprise Promotion Act, there were a lot, like huge wave of social entrepreneurs emerge, and a lot more and more people get interested in the social entrepreneurs. But most of the support system, and most of the support system for social enterprises, it was only targeting the organization. So they only supported when the organization reached a certain level. But I get, I guess, because we lack a lot of support program for the actual individual who's who will become the social entrepreneurs and the manager of the social enterprises, people were having a hard time. People were not getting enough of the initial stage support. So that's why I thought the Root Impact should support the individual who will ultimately create this more talented, uh, more capable social enterprises. So that's the individuals are our focus. So that's why we are focusing on capacity building of social entrepreneurs and also people working in social enterprises. And yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about those individuals. What what are the kinds of people that are drawn to social mm -hmm. enterprise or social entrepreneurship in Korea? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was heavily influenced by the Ashoka, the the social entrepreneur support organization. So that's why we are using same term change maker. So we define our uh, core target as a change maker, and then we basically we are looking for two significant traits, which is empathy and uh, the Oh my God, what is that? Sorry, I need to translate into English. Um, dedication. So we are looking for someone who has ability to understand why the social issue is happening, why the, there's a lot of victims of the social issues, and who really want to commit their life to actually solve those problems. So I guess we are looking for those type of people, and then we are trying to find a way to increase the, the number of people who has this to trace the empathy and and you said that there was a big upsurge um, around 10 years ago and is that continuing to, to grow and, and uh, you feel like there's a generation of, of change makers in Korea? Uh, yes and no. So, I mean, like thanks to this whole social enterprise promotion act, the social enterprise become much more of a norm. 
but also because it created sort of a distorted discourse system where a lot of social enterprises relying on the government subsidy. So I guess uh, now there's the original generation of the social enterprises who are relying on social enterprises, they are having a hard time while now more and more and more of a startup-ish like innovative type of social enterprises are emerging. And I, I guess our core target is the latter one. I see. I see. Okay. And then tell us a bit, little bit about what the kinds of services, I know you have a, a housing project mm -hmm. and, and, and other, mm -hmm. and other, and other services mm -hmm. for the entrepreneurs. So, yes. Uh, so our, the three pillar of the business is live, learn and work. So for the live, we are trying to support the change makers live. We want to help them more stabilize, stable life. So they just can, they can just focus on their impact they're creating. So that's why we are running this co-housing called DWELL. So it's subsidized housing for change makers. And also by also, also by living there, you can interact with other like-minded change makers that can ultimately uh, encourage you and create more collaboration and synergy. And for the learn, uh, we are providing a capacity building or vocation training program for the the university students who want to work in nonprofit organization and social enterprises. Uh, we have this 14 week vocation, vocational training work uh, program engaging like a lot of coaches and the mentorings and also the real case study from the social enterprises to basically prepare the student to work in social enterprise and nonprofit organization. And there is an internship that we provide subsidy to social enterprise to hire more talented uh, university students. And the last part is the work. So it's pretty, uh, simple. So we provide this uh, affordable workplace for so change makers, the Hayground, and uh, we we are opening this place at the end of this month. It's going to be 60,000 square foot, and there's going to be about like 40 to 50 nonprofit organizations and social enterprises will be in the building. Yes, so these three are our three programs. And and this is not only uh, based in in Korea. The reason I think you're in Las Vegas is you have some projects there as mm -hmm. well. Is that right? Yes. So now we are trying to gather all this program into the bigger um, umbrella called the Communitas. So basically, Communitas is initiative that creates uh, the community of change makers to identify and solve the local issues around them. So we had our prototype in Seoul, and now we are trying to replicate that model into other city. And basically, our first uh, city, first city to replicate this model is Las Vegas, and we are working at the downtown project. Well, it's an interesting choice, Las Vegas. Why did you pick Las Vegas? Uh, so from our experiment in Seoul, we find that the uh, real estate component is really important because most of our support for change makers is basically space-based. We are providing co-living, we are pro provide co-working. And in Korea, because it was in Seoul, it was a little bit too expensive. And when we started this whole co like the neighborhood of change maker started, uh, it caused uh, like gentrification around there. So real estate co price goes up and it become like literally not affordable anymore to build more stuff in that. So we thought maybe we can work with the existing landlord who share our this kind of vision and mission is was trying to do something similar. I mean, and for that, uh, the downtown project was really right partner. We know them for a while and then we had a lot of conversation and this downtown project revitalizing this old neighborhood, the Las Vegas, they have like similar vision and mission with us and then they already have a lot of properties. So yeah, that's why we basically selected the Las Vegas because it it has the right partner there. 
And so you can find places where there are similar kinds of community wealth creation uh, projects and, and be part of that in, 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 in collaboration with local real estate, local landlords that want to do that kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. And do you th- have you found that there are other good candidates for locations for, for that kind of project? Uh, yes, so we are having a conversation with some other nonprofit organizations, for example, in Brooklyn and Newark and some other cities. But I think for now, we decided to focus on our priority, which is... Now, I know also you're involved with helping uh, wealth, wealth inheritors, as, as they call them, um, uh, move into in this, mm-hmm. di- in this direction. I know the impact, uh, which is a network yes. of, of such families, has, has started in Korea. And I think you've been involved with that work there. Um, and I think they're having a, mm-hmm. an, event, um, an event in July that you're involved with. So tell us what's coming up there. Yes. Uh, so we are having this, the, the Impact Korea event. Basically, we invite a lot of uh, next-gen impact investors and philanthropists into Seoul. And then we are, uh, I will basically show them the neighborhood we created in Songsudong, the this co-housing and co-working space for uh, social entrepreneurs and change makers. And I, I believe... Uh, the kind of the actual uh, feeling, basically feeling and actually seeing this environment will help them to have much more concrete plan how to do their impact investing and all. And also the Valerie Rockefeller Bain of the Rockefeller Brothers Fund will be also there. So I, I think that she can pro- provide a lot of inspiration to this upcoming impact investor also. So Seoul is kind of becoming a hotbed or a, a center of, of impact investing activity or social enterprise activity. We, we had a... Um, uh, an interview as well with um, the leader of Crevis. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, which is Crevis, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Which is a, mm-hmm. a, an impact fund in, in Korea. Uh, are there is there really a, a growing yes. ecosystem? Yes, uh, actually, the, the Crevis is also located with, uh, within our neighborhood. So he, ah. they are our the neighbors, and I believe uh, the Seoul has very unique position. In, even though our history of social entrepreneurship or the impact, impact investing is short, but we had a lot of a uh, lot of leadership in this area. For example, the current mayor of Seoul, the Park Wonsun, he knows really well about the social enterprise and the impact investing, everything. So he really engaged the Seoul city government to put a lot of social innovation work. So we have social innovation park that revitalized all the Center for Disease Control or something, and then, and then he recently started the Social Impact Fund. So we got that kind of help. Yep. How has the recent um, political turmoil, I guess, at the national level mm-hmm. um, affected mm-hmm. uh, affected any of this? Is that uh, so? I guess even though basically the Social Enterprise Promotion Act was the the brainchild of our conservative. Uh, government, but still, like the social enterprise and all this thing is more of a liberal uh, agenda, <laughs> I can say. <laughs> and uh, the current government, uh, the current president, he really pushes this whole the civic civic leadership and then social innovation. So even he even have the head of social innovation in the blue house. So I guess we believe. But now more and more, the government will really engage with the civil sectors and the social sector to come up with a solution for the lot of pressing needs of Korea. So we are, uh, I'm pretty looking forward to that. That's interesting how this this idea can sp- can cross between the conservative and the liberal governments. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, maybe mm-hmm. 
more involvement of the private sector, on the mm-hmm. other hand, maybe more support uh-huh. for, for social services. So, so something something for both sides. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess the, the, the really interesting part is so the conservative government approached the social enterprise as a solution for the job creation. So he wanted, they wanted to leverage the social enterprise to solve the job, unpl- uh, the unemployment and everything. But the current government, current the liberal government, they basically what they're saying is they're trying to solve the unemployment issue by the, I mean, like they think the unemployment issue is the public sector issue. So now they're trying to engage social enterprise for other kinds of social innovation and the problem solving. Interesting, interesting. And so, what is next for Root um, Root Impact, or and 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 for you? Uh, where, where does he, where do you go from here? Uh, I guess uh, for me, uh, I mean, like for our organization, Root Impact will uh, spend like next year and maybe two, three years to basically stabilize the ecosystem we created in Seoul. Now we are talking with our the funders to create maybe another hay ground or maybe bigger size DWL housing for change makers in that area. For me, uh, I'll be in the New York for the next two years for my MBA. So I guess for me, I will focus much more on stable, uh, like expanding our work and operation in Las Vegas and maybe into other cities. So you're getting your MBA. What, what, is, what is the future for you then after the MBA? Uh, so I guess uh, since we are trying to do more work in United States, I thought it is really vital for me to understand better about the situation here, the environment here and everything. So I thought the having an MBA would be really a great opportunity to understand this sector and also making a lot of network around really dedicated people who want to do something about social enterprise and philanthropy. But you'll stay in the social sector, social enterprise sector, or you'll, uh, or yep. you're, you'll rejoin your, your family, your family business, uh, uh, with your cousins and your and your and your relatives, uh-huh. I, I guess for me, my my the life goal will be always an impact and then maximizing impact through whatever I whatever I have. And for me, going to MBA is to find a way to make this two world collide: the, my my the social impact world and also my family business world. So I guess the the best thing for me, the best thing I can get from my MBA is to find basically finding the solution to change my family business to become more impact-oriented corporation. Well, terrific. We look forward to hearing more about that, and there, I'm sure there will be plenty of stuff to talk about when uh, as as you pursue that. And thank you very much for being with us. Oh well, thank you very much for this interview. Great. That's going to do it for this episode of Returns on Investment. This episode is part of a special collaboration with The Impact, a network of families that have come together in order to make more impact investments more effectively. Learn more at theimpact.org. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts these days and tell others about it by leaving a rating and comment. For more on impact investing, be sure to subscribe to Impact Alpha's daily email newsletter at impactalpha.com. Thanks, as always, to our technical producer, Isaac Silk. Thanks, Isaac. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh. Thanks for listening to Returns on Investment. We look forward to speaking again soon.